Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Are you expecting a baby this year or, or are you in your first year with your new baby? It, uh, it can be tough for many. And the thing that is, though, it, it actually just gets harder. <laughs> um, you know, but I think, you know, because it's all new to you, it's 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 seems tough. And sure, the lack of sleep and all of that stuff, it's all part of it. But it just seems like year after year, there's just a little more added to the toughness category. I think for most age. people, part of the problem is that their experience among or around babies is generally like, you know, a couple hours at a time. Yeah. And it all looks well and good. Maybe it looks like, oh, there's a diaper or so and a bit of spit up. But yeah. then it gets really crazy. They show up at 2 o'clock at your house with the baby. He's been changed, bathed, fed. It's beautiful. They're there for a couple of hours and lunch. But, yeah, you're not with them at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. When that thing is screaming at the top of its lungs. <laughs> or they show up geared and based around nap times. Yeah, right. Like the baby has just napped, and so it's in its best mood. Or they leave when it needs to nap, and it's just starting to get cranky. Uh, new parents, we worry a lot about our baby in the first year. On average, 2,153 times. That's about six times a day we worry about the baby in the oh, first year. Yeah, for sure. We have 77 sleepless nights. Uh, we Google baby-related things more than 2,000 <laughs> times in the first year. We spend 1,600 hours just holding the baby or about four and a half hours a day. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of it. I remember my sister-in-law with her first child. I don't think that how that how that kid grew up and learned to walk. I, I, <laughs> that kid was never out of her arms, like never. <laughs> like we'd be having dinner and she'd have the baby in her arms while she was eating. Yeah. Right? It was, it was uh, crazy. Uh, I remember there was a saying in our family called "too much hand," and it was just that if you were holding the baby mm. too much, like nah, put him down. Yeah. No, I know. And you really, it's tough. You have to find that balance in that first year. Uh, certainly, who's in charge of what? Who's getting up at night? Oh, I got to work in the morning. You're at home on maternity leave. I got to sleep. You know, you got to get through all of that together. I think we had a system where I would get up and get the baby and bring him to Maria if he needed feeding. Right. And then I'd go back to sleep. Gotcha. That was kind of our split. We had a long, heated discussion. <laughs> Over that and many, many parts of parenting. I had a very pleasant experience yesterday. And actually, I always do have a pleasant experience when I attend the local dump. Oh. Now, most government-run or municipal-run places... Right. You know, you go to the get your driver's license, your passport. Those, those people, it's sometimes a little difficult, a little stiff, not that friendly, just want to move you through. Not always a pleasant, warm, inviting experience. Uh-huh. But I, there is something about this Oshawa dump. Every time I go there, everybody that works there is super friendly, smiley, yeah. very happy. You know, that you roll up on the, the rampy thing, and they're like, hey, how you doing? What do you got? Big smile. Head on through. You pull up. A couple of young ladies, a lot of young people. Maybe it's like college students, university students, summer job. Like, what do you got? They're all smiles and friendly. Have a great day. Directing you to what bin yes. you, you need to go to dump to, yeah. I was dumping stuff off. I'm talking to another guy who's wrapping up paint cans. And I said, listen, I got these old propane tanks. Where do I put those? And instead of just grunting and pointing, he... He goes, oh, sir, right over there on that skid. Have a great day. 
every time I go there. Yeah. Lovely people. I, uh, the last time I was there, I, it was just a quick stop, uh, and I had Coop with me. And on the way out, uh, as I was paying, uh, the lady offered the dog a treat. Yeah. She had a bag of them there. I'm just going to go hang out at the dump. <laughs> They're lovely people. Uh-huh. Then, after I was finished there, I went to a Variety Village to drop off a bunch of clothes that I had. Value uh, Village, yeah. Value Village that I had uh, pulled together. And again, a lovely experience. But I had a, a bunch of old suits that I was dropping off as well. And I did. And as I got back in my car and I was driving away, I thought to myself, I never went through those pockets. <laughs> now, I don't think... You've been probably hammered at a couple of weddings. Yeah. I mean, I might have left a condom in one from years ago <laughs> thinking I was going to... I don't think there was ever like $1,000 I left in one. But I thought that was a bit of a mistake. Uh, I should have yeah. piled through those pockets. Anyhow, if somebody gets my old suit jacket and there's a condom in there, yeah. it's very old. <laughs> don't use it. Looney Tunes cartoons were originally created by Warner Brothers as a way to showcase new music. The cartoons themselves became much more popular. New music? Because I don't remember any music in the cartoons necessarily. No, maybe they, maybe, I don't know when Looney Tunes started, if it was like in the 40s or 50s. Maybe like new music, like pop music perhaps? Like an early version of videos maybe? Right. And they probably only throw, showed them like maybe in theaters before movies and such. Interesting. Sure. You know, I never thought about it, but Looney Tunes, like Tunes isn't spelled T-O-O-N-S like cartoons. Mm. It's spelled T-U-N-E-S. Look at what you just did there. That 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 university education paid off. Yeah. Look at you. And Google. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> the red phone that's a direct connection from the Pentagon to Russia has never been red or a phone. <laughs> <laughs> It was originally a teletype machine, then a fax machine, and now it's an email account. Right. But there's not a lot of emails going back and forth between America and Russia these days. Well, do you trust the email that you get from the front? <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, potatoes are native to South America. They were introduced to the rest of the world only in the last 500 years. Really? And Ireland really took off with them? Is that what happened? Yeah, in Ireland, I guess, kind of seems like they claimed them for their own, right? Yeah. Yeah, you never trust, trust the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> liars. You trust their liquor, though. I do enjoy it. Colt, uh, speaking of liquor, Colt 45 malt liquor isn't named after the 45 caliber Colt handgun. It was named after a running back on the Baltimore Colts in 1963. His name was Jerry Hill, and he wore number 45. Did he drink the liquor? I don't know if he drank it, or maybe he invented it. Did or a share of it? Yeah, it? had some money in on it, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Wow. Dogs sweat, but through their feet. I didn't know that. So if you see little stinky paw prints on the floor, right? you know, he's sweating. Brown sugar is no different than white sugar. We, we've had this fight uh, at, at the Venn Ranch for a very long time. Well, well not a fight. Different. I just gave up. Well, no, Maria's convinced that brown sugar is better for you than white sugar. Oh, I don't know about that. They say the only difference is that some of the molasses that gets removed in the refining process is added back in. I don't know if that's, like, they do that with the white sugar or the brown sugar or both. Well, the brown, that's what made make it brown, right? Oh, I guess so, right? That would See, look at that university education again. Every time. Every time. Thank God you're here. I'll tell you. So, or, um, I guess molasses. Are molasses good for you? Is there something good in molasses? Well, I think it's okay, but 
I don't, I don't know if brown sugar is necessarily, you know, too much of any sugar is not right. good for you. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's better for you to add brown sugar versus white sugar if you're making a recipe. Mm. I don't know. I think, like, we'll use brown sugar, like, in coffee and tea and such, and then we'll, like, if she's baking something, it's white sugar. Well, you tell yourself it's better for you. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better. I tell myself wine is better than rye. So. <laughs> the idea for the tinfoil hat came from a science fiction short story called The Tissue Culture King in 1927. The main character uses a hat made out of tinfoil to block people from reading his mind. Oh, all right. If there was a hole going all the way through Earth and you fell in, Lucky. <laughs> that would be my luck. If I pushed you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lucky, come take a look at this hole. <laughs> How long do you think it would take before you fell through to the other side? Uh, that would be a long fall. Not that, that long. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I would say, I'm trying to think of, uh, remember the dude that took like a helium balloon to the edge of space mm. and then jumped? Uh, I, I think it was a couple of minutes. 38 minutes. 38 minutes. We'll get you to the other side. Wow. Whether you arrive there alive or not, I don't know. Right. The lower bar on a woman's bike is antiquated. It was originally designed that way because of the heavy dresses women wore in the late 1800s. So they could get their leg over. I think every bike should have a lower bar. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, neither man or woman really wants to make a collision with that bar at any point. No, it's very close. And treadmills were invented in the early 1800s as a way of punishing prisoners in England. (laughs) They continue to do so to this day. On the line, a very, very busy man. How he has the time for the small accounts like us, I do not know. (laughs) He's he's swamped, but it's Teddy Reader for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Hey, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. How you doing, boys? Not too bad, Ted. The joint's open now, and then uh, I passed by yesterday evening. Uh, I've been pretty busy as you got underway with the uh, the summer at the joint. Oh, yeah. We opened up yesterday, and uh, wow, what a day it was. It was great. Thanks for all who came out, and uh, some of my friends popped by to say hey, and uh, we're looking forward to today's uh festivities here we've got uh the ireland's playing music this evening from five till eight o'clock on the patio as long as it doesn't rain and if it rains we're going to be inside having some fun uh wood-fired pizza uh brisket burgers you know ice cold beer it should be a tasty time out here today can we expect ted at any point to join the ireland's and maybe bang on some pots and pans get a kitchen kaylee going yeah, te- Teddy uh, really has no coordination or rhythm, all right? I'm fine when it comes to, you know, I have rhythm in the kitchen, uh-huh. but when it comes to music, um, I'm 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 like Elaine on Seinfeld. <laughs> okay? Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, I'm with you, brother. Got the rhythm of a thousand white men. <laughs> what, yeah. what you do have, Ted, in the kitchen especially is creativity, and I saw one of your signature sandwich- sandwiches this weekend uh, was not just brisket but you're gonna go with tempura battered brisket yes so we do uh the the creation sandwich is two of our brisket chuck uh burgers grilled and we have uh, a creamy cheese sauce with wild leeks in it on there some cool ranch doritos and we finish the whole burger off with a big slice of uh, tempura fried brisket Mm -hmm. and so it's uh it's a mighty mighty tasty sammy and uh, we're running it uh, for 20 bucks on the menu this week at limited quantities per day. And so I think today's we've got about 20 orders ready for that. 
And it's fun, man. We're having a good time. Our, our wood-fired pizzas are outstanding. Uh, my my pizza chef, his name is Jason. Come on out, sit at the counter. He'll make you a very, very tasty pie. We have a set menu of pies, about six pies going. And uh, come on out, and it's tasty. It's a yeah. good time. Man. Yeah, And, you know, and play around the golf at El Dorado. No, You'll lose some balls. No, for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and, you know, the thing with the May 2-4 weekend is this is really, again, like Easter, one of those first weekends that we can get together again. People might be stressing about, you know, having people over, barbecuing, all the work and effort. They don't have to do any of that. They can gather their family and friends and come to the joint and enjoy uh, the food there. And th- they're they're scot free. They're sitting. They're hanging at the counter. The pizza, the burgers, the brisket, the whole deal. Yeah, we're having a good time, man. And it's uh, I love it out here. Brooklyn is beautiful. Whippy and all the folks in uh, the schwa diggity doggity do. We love it, man. Thank yes. you very much uh, for the support. And hopefully, we'll see you here at the joint. Yeah, have a great know. time. Now, you know, let's go ahead. I was going to say, the, the, you know, you say go out and play golf at El Dorado. What, what's great about El Dorado being, you know, a smaller golf course, an executive nine-hole golf course. So I, I've seen a lot of couples kind of go out on, on a date night mm-hmm. there. So you can play nine holes and then go back and, and eat at the joint with Ted. Or if you got kids that are just getting into golf mm-hmm. as well, you go sit on the patio and, and enjoy Look with Ted. And you let the kids go play nine holes around the course, too, because it's a smaller property and they can handle this it. This lucky is more than just a pretty face, Ted. Yeah, yeah, he is. But I got to tell you, there is nothing executive about our course. <laughs> All right? <laughs> there is definitely nothing executive about our course. It's a right? You could get attacked by the chickens or the geese. All right, or the piranhas in the pond, right? You'll probably lose some balls, but we have no dress code. Right. So you can wear whatever you want if you want to come and golf out here. If you want to wear a thong or a bikini, knock yourself out. You want to come and golf in your house coat, you're more than welcome to. Beautiful. We're a great, fun course. It's a great course for kids to learn on and just have a quick nine holes. It's a beautiful spot, and you'll definitely lose some golf balls here. Finally, we claim a lot of golf balls. Finally, I can wear my trench coat and nothing else. <laughs> Normally, I'm getting arrested for that kind of thing. Teddy, to wrap it up, of course, May 2-4 weekend. If people are at home, I would think the number one food to grill this weekend, by far, burgers. Yes? Uh, burgers, for sure. Definitely the big burger. Um, sausages and hot dogs, chicken breasts are all good. Yeah. And it's Friday night, man. It's steak night. Get oh, yourself a, a nice beauty steak. And remember... Buy your steaks at the butcher. They're always going to be better. Yes, sir. Um, Quickly about the steaks. Do we put them on the counter 20 minutes before they go on the grill? I know some meat stays in the fridge. Do the steaks, should they come out and get to room temperature? You can. Um, I really, for for myself at home, I take them out about 5 to 10 minutes before I'm about to cook, and that's it. Okay. And so when when it's warm outside, it's best to keep the meat in the refrigerator right up until you're about to cook because you're always going to get delayed because you're going to need another beer, Craigie. So you keep it that. in the fridge. You know that, brother. All right, and a good steak, just some salt and pepper and on the grill, right? That's it. Or some Ted Rita bone dust steak spice. Yes. That's stuff rock and roll. I saw that at Holinda's. We'll pick that up as well. All right, Teddy, people want to talk about the joint, El Dorado, grilling whatever for May 2 for a weekend or into the summer of 2022. How do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Rita Barbecue, the joint. Heading into the long weekend, May 2-4 weekend, the kickoff of summer. Maybe you're gathering with friends and family, and with that, you'll be having some drinks. And so an alcohol delivery service was sharing what uh, they see to be the huge drink this summer. And it is tequila-based cocktails in a can. 
We okay. we love the cocktails in a can. It's to the, to the point now where we cannot. It's too much effort to go to the fridge, get the OJ, go to the liquor cabinet, get the vodka, right. and mix it together. We just like to pop a can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, always, especially with a May two four being like a, traditionally a camping weekend. Mm. You know, if you're taking a lot of mix along with you, like mm. something like the Caesar. Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, a lot of people take pride in their Caesars, but mm-hmm. you go to the golf course and you're not going to have, you know, take a mix along with you. So having that pre-mixed Caesar in a can mm-hmm. is what people tend to enjoy. Same goes with maybe a Long Island iced tea, mm-hmm. right? Uh, things that can be uh, a little, uh, little more intricate to carry along all the supplies with. Yeah, well, I mean, you just walk through the liquor store now. It's just the, the shelves are just rammed yeah. with all these different... Well, even in our commercial, they're Brock Street uh, pushing their uh, their vodka soda too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm again that Founders um, Bourbon one, bourbon sours. I love them. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. That's probably still my favorite uh, of all of them. Yeah, and they have one a tequila Paloma, so one of those Mm -hmm. tequila mixed drinks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, yeah, yeah, maybe that's one of those things because tequila isn't something that I stock and and don't go to Mm. on a regular basis. But if it's mixed into a drink. You know, I was at a party recently, and they had that um, Terramana tequila. The this is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's okay. uh, brand, and so you know, I had to, I had to, I had to sample mm-hmm. and, and see what it's like. I'm not a tequila sipper normally, uh, and it was fine. It was, a, it was a nice drink, but I just can't imagine just having a bottle of it, you know, sitting around. So if you're feeling like one of those tequila mixed drinks, then perhaps having one that's pre-mixed. Is the way to go. Yeah, I don't know that I'd ever drink uh, like tequila on ice and sip it. It always seems to me to be a to be a shooter, and it's always uh, the drink that gets pulled out late at night when you really need to just walk away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, it's you're just you're just heading south and not to Mexico, right? Uh, you start drinking that tequila. I remember once sitting in a hot tub with a bottle of tequila being passed around. Uh, I never got so drunk, and I and I remember. I think at one point, literally turning around and barfing out the side of the hot tub. Before Most, the tequila made it around again. I'd say about ninety percent of the stories I've heard around tequila end up in a similar type fashion. Right, someone's sick. Oh yeah, well because you've already had so much beer and God knows what else in your gut. Right. There's a great Jim Brewer a comedy bit about your stomach and its right. reaction to alcohol and when tequila comes in late at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there, uh, is there a, an alcohol that you got so drunk and sick on that to this day you can't touch? Uh, tequila's one of them. Yeah. Uh, tequila probably leads that list. Uh, it was one of my early drinking birthdays, 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was golfing that day. Uh, and then everyone's saying, well, we're going to the club afterwards. And so I showed up, like, basically straight from the golf course with, like, a takeout container of spaghetti. Oh, I remember how this story ended. And I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I needed something in my stomach before going out. And I decided, uh, foolishly, that spaghetti was the way to, to go. To ram that down my gullet <laughs> before someone dropped a bottle of tequila on the table and said, this has got to be gone before we go. Uh-oh. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it didn't end well. It ended with a spaghetti filled urinal, if I do believe. <laughs> I remember you early on when we first started working together, we had to do some show somewhere downtown and you said uh, to me as you walked in, you said, I think I remember throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> Spaghetti. Wasn't it a fountain they had in the front of it or you threw no, up into that? No, no, they didn't have the fountain at that point. No, it, it, they had like an upstairs bathroom at the oh. very top level <laughs> uh, that I think is out of commission, perhaps due to me. <laughs> They've never been able to, to solve it. It's probably like a staff washroom, yeah. and they found that the next day and said, forget it, we're just going to board that up. God. For me, it was peach snops. I remember, oh. remember doing shots of that, right. and I got so sick. <laughs> a camping weekend around a fire, and, they, and all we had was salt and pepper shakers. So somebody dumped out all the salt and pepper, and we used that as shots. And there was another booze going around. I can't remember. We were mixing that. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, downing them with beers. And uh, I, I just thought, uh, oh, I'm the king of the hill. I, can do this. One, I can't remember the last time I've had peach schnapps or oh. anything that required peach schnapps as part of the, yeah. the mix. It's, it's not a drink you'd normally have. And it certainly isn't in my liquor cabinet to this day. <laughs> rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.